I am Greg. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 211 and we're talking about what to do on Kangaroo Island, Australia. That's right. It's been a while since we've been down in South Australia, but it's Australia Week here on the Indie Travel Podcast this week. So we're taking the opportunity just to, uh, I guess, fill in a little bit of one of our favourite states now, South Australia. I mean, Kangaroo Island is a great place to visit. And it's also a good time to start planning a trip because summer's coming up in, in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, that's right. So we're experiencing a bit of a South American summer right now. It's been a gorgeously hot day today in Rio where we're uh, couch surfing in Santa Teresa. And, uh, wow, it's been one heck of a week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been amazing. I wouldn't call it summer. In fact, it's been quite funny because one of the repeated phrases that we've heard is, it's cold, isn't it? It's cold, isn't it? It's been a not a cold week, but certainly not warm. There's been a lot of wind, so, uh, yeah, we've definitely been feeling it. But, um, yeah, it's been a great week. We started off in Ilha Grande and then caught the boat back to the mainland. Um, we had three days in Rio. We... Um, had a bit of an upset because we were going to be couch surfing, but Alejandro, who was going to host us, couldn't because some family arrived at the last minute. So we ended up staying with Pedro, who lives in Ipanema. Really, really nice place right near the beach. And then uh, Washington picked us up and took us up north, and we spent the weekend with his family. Yeah, so that was kind of the end of our intrepid tour that we were doing from Buenos Aires up to Rio. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been a very efficient way to get from A to B with lots of cool stuff in the middle but it's quite nice just to be on our own schedule again and not actually going anywhere just stopping for a bit yeah we've got new plans and the plans as always are changing by the minute but um yeah it's quite good to be planning i i did enjoy not having to plan you know having someone else do it it's kind of like having done the planning beforehand and you know you've decided we're going to go here here and here and then someone else buys all the tickets and you just go but uh yeah we're going to go a bit more slowly i think from now on I think so. But remember, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash insurance and slash tours when booking your travel online. And when you're shopping online, make sure you visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon first. If you do that, then we get um, a bit of a commission when you buy things on Amazon after clicking our link. And uh, you can also get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. Don't forget our own books are at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. And you can get a copy of How to Live Like Us, which is talking about our travels and how you can do it too, at that uh, link. If you've never heard of Kangaroo Island before, it might sound like a bit of a a desolate waste completely covered in uh, very large marsupials. Unlike Rottnest Island out in the west, which is covered with very, very small marsupials. <laughs> well, Kangaroo Island does have a lot of kangaroos on it, which, you know, might explain its name to some extent. And it's a lot bigger than a lot of people think. It certainly was bigger than we expected. Yeah, certainly. What it is, in fact, is a bit of a summer paradise uh, with a lot of Australian visitors flocking there over the summer, over the holiday period. But it's maybe not something a lot of international visitors know about. Um, we were on a short tour, like a two-day tour, to go out there for a couple of days, um, and then we we jumped off the tour and spent another couple of days there. And what we found was an interesting mix. Most Definitely. of the people on our day tour, uh, sorry, on our two-day tour, uh, were international visitors they were like all ourselves. There were there weren't any Australians, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. And there was a minibus of about twelve or sixteen people. 
But the other travellers that we met around the place seem to be mainly made up of Australians. Yeah. So it seems like the Aussies do it independently, while the overseas visitors um, do it the easy way, I guess. Yeah, it was an interesting thing because... We jumped off the tour, as Craig said, and we spent a couple of days on Kangaroo Island trying to do it completely independently. We didn't have a car, and we couldn't really hire one because the hire costs were astronomical. And there wasn't any public transport to speak of at all, so getting around the island was completely impossible. You either really have to do it as a tour or bring your own car over from the mainland, which can be a bit difficult because it's more expensive to bring a car on the ferry, and as I said, hiring it on the island is just ludicrous. Yeah, and... You know, a lot of the island is gravel roads, and a lot of insurance companies in Australia won't insure your car against windscreen damage, paint damage, or uh, any accidents if you're driving driving on gravel. So you're kind of, I don't know, damned if you do and damned if you don't, eh? That noise you just heard was the sound of a tram going past. Now, we're staying in Santa Teresa, which is a neighbourhood of Rio de Janeiro that's famous for, for trams. Unfortunately, the trams at the moment are closed because there have been some problems with the brakes. But um, the the place we're staying, which is a couch-surfing apartment, um, is part of a residential complex that has its own tram to take people from the top of the hill even further up the hill to their houses. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird little thing. We've almost been run over by it a couple of times. Yeah, because (laughs) (laughs) the place we're staying isn't actually part of the complex. It's... Just It seems to be made up of all the little spaces that was left over when the complex was built. And it's awesome. But yeah, we had to get uh, climb the tunnel to get to the front door. <laughs> Let's get on to talking about some of the things that we did, well, some of our favourite things that we did in Kangaroo Island. Um, everything from kayaking through to swimming with dolphins. So it was, it was quite a weekend. It was amazing. I mean, we did the, the two-day tour with Surf and Sun. And I think that was a really good option because it included a lot of different activities it was a really cool place to stay as well you had the options of sleeping out in swags and uh, yeah we went from place to place at quite a good pace and saw heaps of the island so one of the first things we did was we went kayaking there's an estuary and you can go out to sea as well but they kind of recommend that you don't some people went out quad biking which we did uh, later but we just decided to go kayaking this day and um, luckily we realized that the uh, the water had quite a current to it so we were kayaking up and we turned around quite quite early kind of battled the current back again the guy said quite often people end up further down than they expect and they end up kind of walking the kayaks back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was good fun that was out with uh, kangaroo island outdoor action and the quad biking we may as well talk about that at the same time because yeah, it's at yeah. the same place um the quad biking that we did was it was one of the most fun things i've done all year um, no, this was last year. Well, in the last 12 months, so <laughs> just for, for accuracy's sake. Um, I've never done quad biking before, but it was such a rush. What did it feel it like? It was so cool. The, um, I mean, to start off with, we had a safety briefing, and then we drove round and round in circles for about 10 minutes, just getting used to the vehicles and the way the brakes functioned and everything like that. Um, you know, just finding a balance on the vehicles. But then we uh, went and let rip. And, yeah, at times we were zapping alongside uh, maybe a small lake on one side with some gum trees on the other side, and kangaroos were 
were hopping alongside us and keeping time with us as we went. It was brilliant. And that was, yeah, just so much fun. It was a sunset like a, tour, and that was really yeah. cool, watching the sunset and the light colours changing and seeing That's all right. the wildlife. We saw some can- uh, koalas as well. That was really cool. They knew we were somewhere hanging out, yeah. and so we got off the bikes and went and had a look at them. Yeah, and the guy was quite good after maybe 10, 15 minutes when you've been for a lap, but you know, maybe you're beginning to lose concentration, but maybe feeling a bit tired. Um you know, you'd pull over and he'd give a little talk about something about the environment or, um, yeah, something like that. And it was just really fun. Now, doing it by yourself, we found it difficult. We had to uh, hire a private driver to take us out there from Kingscote, which is the main town and where we were staying. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to pass there on a tour then it's a a good idea to jump on there now but the sunset tour if you've got your own transport if you can get out there was uh was awesome another thing we did with surf and sun was visit the flinders chase park we visited all sorts of really cool rock formations like the remarkable rocks we saw the Admiral's Arch seal colony which is a cool rock formation in itself but then there were all these seals which were awesome And um, we we kept an out for kangaroos and wallabies and saw some goannas on the ground. And it was just so awesome. It was. There's there's a lot of beautiful places on the island. And, um, yeah, we spent a lot of time in the southwest cruising around from bay to bay, um, going up the the so-called mountain, which didn't take very long. (laughs) Um, But um, it was was steep enough, that's for sure. And uh, getting some great panoramic views. And, yeah, it seems like a good place if if you're just cruising around and looking for for the natural beauty of the place. That entire southern drive and out to the southwest, which is where the Flinders Chase Park is, is uh, as good a bit as any. Yeah, I think... I was amazed by how much wildlife there there is out there. Mm. I mean, it's called Kangaroo Island, and it's called that for a reason, but it's not just kangaroos. I mean, there's also wallabies, there's all sorts of birds. Um, we went to a raptor show, which was really, really cool. Yeah. They, they had a whole bunch of different types of, you know, really wild birds that had been trained, and um, it was just really cool to get up close and personal with them. Yeah, it was called the Birds of Prey Show, and, um, like, all of these birds were just so beautiful, and there were some really really large ones one's almost well not quite but almost half a meter yeah um tall and you're really just meters away from Mm -hmm. them and they had um i don't know what you call it like they they had had, mice on strings they had had toys (laughs) on strings yeah, yeah that the birds would chase after uh, while they were being rehabilitated and trained back into into wild hunting, mm-hmm. and so they'd whip them around, whip them around, whip them around, and the birds would just go. Whoosh, and, and they also let some of them climb on people's knees, and they'd be hopping from knee to knee. And the um, the guys doing the explanations were really knowledgeable. Like I felt like I learned a lot about mm. the birds as well. So that was really yeah. cool. And then there was also the pelican feeding, which was another... Which was a completely opposite experience <laughs> from the the professional, environmentally conscious, we're rehabilitating these native an- animals that have been hit by cars and we're teaching them how to how to live freely again and, and let's close the loop for the environment to the crazy old coot that did the pelican feeding <laughs> show. He was awesome. This guy goes down every every sunset, basically, with a bucket of fish. And the pelicans come to get their fish because they're, you know, greedy bastards. And uh, it makes an awesome show. He throws the fish out. The, the pelicans are all going into the bucket. He's wearing these long kind of boots. And 
And lots of people go and, and watch the show, and there are hundreds of pelicans, and pelicans are big birds. Yes. So they're all coming in, flying in, landing on the water, fighting with each other. It's awesome. And, and fighting with, with him as well, yeah, as, yeah, as he kicks them out of the way and <laughs> pushes them off the bucket. And um, God, they were so aggressive, weren't they? I remember he, he threw some fish to one pelican who took off with it, and about 15 other pelicans came in, and what they'd do is they'd put their beaks in the gullet of the other pelican and hold him underwater until he spat out the fish. Yeah. And then another pelican would grab the bit of fish and take off with it. And the and whole thing would repeat again. <laughs> would come in, and they'd literally hold these pelicans' heads under the water until they, um, until they coughed up the food. It was crazy. It was insane. But, yeah, two very different bird experiences. But... um really really nice um now we went around on a bit of a uh, a penguin walk as well in the evening oh that's right um, that was now awesome. this, this was based in kingscote which is i guess the the main town now we were on kangaroo island between christmas and new years and at that time the um the penguins were molting so a lot of them had already taken off and the ones that were around were, were scruffy with all their feathers mm. um Although we did see some babies out. as well. We did see a couple, yeah, that were still uh, still hanging around, hadn't gone out on the first big swim. And so it wasn't the best time. I think earlier in the year there's there's more action going on, but it was still worth the, the cost. And the guide that we had was, once again, very knowledgeable, knew yeah. his stuff really well. And it, it was a fun evening. Cold, it was really good. but there, it wasn't, was cold. there wasn't that much else to do. <laughs> Um, another thing that Craig did was he managed to do some wine tasting, and somehow I didn't get involved in this. So oh, yeah. I'm still not very impressed <laughs> about it. We just uh, we were arriving on the island with uh, Surf and Sun. We'd stopped to go to the supermarket, and Craig wandered out the road and discovered a winery just, just up the road. So he thought he'd do some wine tasting. I've got a nose for it, you see. Just just find them wherever they go. So unfair. <laughs> so, yeah, there is. Uh, we never get a chance to go out and visit any wineries, but there was a... Uh, I guess the cellar door of the winery was was located in the township, and you could see the vines out in the hill, uh-huh. but um, the actual shop and kind of cellar door experience happened in town. So yeah. That's definitely something we would have done if we'd had a car, yeah. do some, some wine tasting around the wineries. Yeah. But we did manage to at least buy a couple of bottles from yeah, the shop. Yeah, we got a, got a couple of bottles of, of Kangaroo Island wine um, and then took them out to dinner that night, which... Uh, you know, it's the night of the tour. So we were in this old wool shed, which has been converted into accommodation. And we had a big roaring fire outside. And, you know, with if you've ever used eucalyptus leaves to light a fire, you know how quickly they burn. So it was, <laughs> it was good fun. Some people had never seen them before. So you chuck a handful of eucalyptus leaves on the fire and the whole thing just flares up for a couple of seconds. Brilliant. Just like petrol. It's good fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we had this fire going, and we had this big, uh, big meal—just mince and mince and pasta—and uh, and we were glugging back a few bottles of a of few can- bottles at Kangaroo Island Red. A bottle. Well, yeah, we had one, and a couple of other people had some. Yes, I just don't want people to think that we are going well, through yes, a couple of we, bottles. No, not we alone. The, the people on the tour. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good, but yeah, I'd like to have had the opportunity to to get around some of the actual wineries yeah well the tour that we were on did all sorts of things we saw um, animals as we said we went kayaking we had this cool experience in the wool shed we went to the 
pelican show. We also visited a beach where we just kind of relaxed. We got to go through a hole in the rock to reach the beach. That was fun. But uh, they left after the pelican tour and we were left on the island by ourselves. Uh. <laughs> and um, that was when we did the, the penguin tour and then we, um, we did the quad biking. But one other thing that we did that we haven't mentioned yet was that we went swimming with dolphins with Kangaroo Island Marine Tours and that was brilliant. Yeah, that was cool. One of these little um, tourism operations that are kind of owner-operated. You know, the guy that owns the company owns the boat and he's the guy that's driving you around and he was a good laugh. You know, it changes day-to-day depending on the weather but luckily we had quite a still day and beautifully sunny day and so we went along the coast and he pointed out some different areas of interest uh, we got to see some of the raptors that we had seen in the bird show. We got to see them out live, um, circling around and hunting around the cliffs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, he pointed out their nests and things like that. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and then we, we zapped around the corner to another cove. And when I say zapped, I mean full throttle on. Um, you know, side to side in the water. It was good fun. And uh, we came across a pod of dolphins that normally lives out there. And we got to go swimming with them. It was just... It was so cool. It was magical. It was one of the first times you had seen dolphins up close, eh? Yeah, I'd seen them a couple of times, but yeah, that was seriously up close. Yeah, one of the cool things we did, as well as just jumping in the water with a snorkel and having a swim around with them, um, we were hanging off the side of the boat with... Yeah, there were two uh, kind of with ropes. A, with a tow rope. Yeah. So you were hanging alongside the boat with your snorkel mask on so you could just keep your head underwater the whole time. And the dolphins would come up and swim alongside the boat. Yeah, because the boat was of, moving along at normal speed. Uh, yeah, and kind of play in the in the wash alongside the boat. So you had these big bottlenose dolphins, maybe one and a half metres long, um, you know, the same length as you, um, coming up alongside you on the water and it was great yeah i think probably the closest i got was maybe three or four meters away which seems pretty close in the water it was amazing yeah it was good good fun um now we said that the southwest coast has like all of these wildlife experiences where you can see the sea lions and um, lots of really beautiful natural formations but it's actually in the north and the northeast where a lot of these boat trips go out and uh, it's also where we went out to Stokes Bay, which was the beach which you had to climb through a cave to get to. And that was cool. We played some beach cricket and went for a bit of a swim. Um, it seemed a bit more sheltered there. It seemed the prevailing winds came in from the, uh, from the west. So up in the northeast, it was a bit more, a bit more sheltered. And I don't know if it was just time of year, but that's, that's where we did our sunbathing. Mm-hmm. Well, what else can we say about Kangaroo Island? I definitely recommend you go. It's yeah. And summer is a good place to go. If you're considering going and you only have a couple of days, I'd probably recommend you go on a tour, mm-hmm. like the one we did with Surf and Sun, because it covered all of the bases and um, you got to see pretty much everything. You had nights accommodation included. And especially if you're travelling alone or just in a couple, then that's a really good option. Yeah, I thought it was um, it was good value for money as well. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing a longer trip, if you've bought a car in Perth or out on the East Coast and you're crossing the country, then, um, yeah. Definitely do, taking your car over do, and going independently is a better idea. go and, and take your car over, yeah. The, you know, there's independent accommodation options all yeah. over the place, but if you are going in the height of summer, if you are going that kind of December to January period, then I definitely recommend you book ahead. Definitely. Because we were... Uh, not well a little bit stuck for options and there were things available but yeah they were either not great or really expensive yeah 
Yeah, six hundred dollars a night. Anyone? <laughs> a beautiful room, but uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, the ferry goes over to Penishaw, which we've already said. You can get there really easily from Adelaide. It's a couple of hours drive out of there. Um, and if there's you're also a public from, bus that goes out there, I believe. That yeah, there goes there out is. a couple of times a day. Um, and but yeah, but once you get on the island, as we said, you're kind of stuck. So yeah, um, the public bus isn't actually that helpful. No, it isn't. Cool. Well, that's Kangaroo Island. I hope you've enjoyed our uh, things to do. It hasn't been a traditional top ten list, but uh, <laughs> it's just been our our highlights and the things that we really enjoyed. We could have made it a top ten list, but then, I don't know. <laughs> I quite like waffling. <laughs> yeah, more fun just to talk about stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, we've been offline for a few days, so I'm not sure what's happening in the community, but I'm sure you're all having a good time out there. Uh, drop by IndieTravelPodcast.com slash community to get your free account. Uh, make some friends, talk travel in the forums, and upload some trip reports and some photos of, of where you are and where you've been. Yeah, definitely. And don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hostels, slash tours, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. And don't forget the travel deals that are updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. We've got a growing library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. And uh, if you are shopping online for books, visiting IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon um, really helps us out. We get a small kickback if you go through there, and uh, it, it pays some bills. So thanks to everyone who does that. Yeah, we really and, appreciate uh, it. And you don't have to be do... buying books, anything, anything. That was a nice segue, darling, but you know, yeah. if you're buying anything. Feel free to buy plasma TVs, new cars, new cameras. You know, you want a new gaming rig? Just head over there, indietravelpodcast.com <laughs> slash Amazon. Um, and for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, don't forget to tell all your friends, family, random acquaintances about the Indie Travel Podcast and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash indietravel or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You guys are awesome. Next week, if things work out, we'll be speaking to you from Paraguay. Until next week, travel well.